بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله ونشهد ان سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد respected elders and dear brothers Khalid ibn Ma'dan rahimahullah a pious saint scholar and a tabi'i once said idha futiha li ahadikum babun lil khair falyusri' ilayhi fa innahu la yadri mata yughlaq alayhi he said that when a door of khair a door of good, a door of opportunity is opened for you, then hurry towards that opportunity. Rush towards that door. Go towards that window and make most of the opportunity that comes your way. He says, فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَدْرِي مَتَى يُخْلَقْ عَلَيْهِ Because you do not know when that opportunity will be taken away from you. That door will be closed. The window of opportunity does not remain open all the time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows you to enjoy an opportunity. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala closes that avenue of opportunity. Sometimes it is an opportunity for you to assist somebody. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates that opportunity for you. There's a request, there's a demand, there's an appeal. Sometimes it is in the form of Developing yourself spiritually. If you look at the day of Jumu'ah, the day of Jumu'ah is an opportunity, a weekly opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. An opportunity through which we can develop ourselves and enhance ourselves spiritually. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said about the day of Jumu'ah that everything pertaining to this day of Jumu'ah is great. It is significant. It is important. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, أفضل الصلاة عند الله أحب الصلاة عند الله صلاة الصبح يوم الجمعة في جماعة that the best salah of the week in the sight of Allah the salah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves more than any other salah that you pray in the, during the course of the week Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says is the fajr salah of the day of Jumu'ah that is performed in the masjid why is that the most beloved salah to Allah because it is the fajr salah of the day of Jumu'ah Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us that the dua made on the day of Jumu'ah is a special dua. Fihi sa'atun la yaqumu fihi al-abdu wa huwa qa'imun yusalli illa a'ta'u allahu iyah. On the day of Jumu'ah there is a moment when you raise, hand, you raise your hands and make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah gives you whatever it is that you ask for. Why? Because that is the dua of the day of Jumu'ah. Allah has opened up a window of opportunity, a door of opportunity on the day of Jumu'ah. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has spoken about the sadaqah, the charity that's given on the day of Jumu'ah. Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, he says that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said in the hadith, tasaddaq bima qalla aw kathur. Give sadaqah on the day of Jumu'ah. If you have a lot to give, give. If you have a little to give, give it. Whatever you can give, give it on the day of Jumu'ah. Why? Because it is the charity of the day of Jumu'ah, which makes it better than any other charity giving out on any other day. The Prophet ﷺ spoke about 
the death on the day of Jum'ah. May Allah grant us a mouth on the day of Jum'ah. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that the one who dies, the one who passes away on the night preceding the day of Jum'ah or on the day of Jum'ah itself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect that person and safeguard the person against all the trials that he may possibly face in the qabr. Why is it a special mode? Because it is the mode and the death of the day of Jumu'ah. So the day of Jumu'ah is a window of opportunity. It is a door of opportunity. And Khalid ibn Ma'dan rahimahullah, he said that when that window of opportunity is opened up for you, you want to get everything in there. So on the day of Jumu'ah, you want to get your surah kahf in there. You want to get your sadaqah in there. You want to get your dua in there. You want to get your fajr in there. You want to get your moat in there as well, inshallah. Why? Because you know the sun's going to set this evening. And that window of opportunity is no longer there. So opportunities come and go. Opportunities will not remain with you forever. And it is a system of Allah that when an opportunity comes your way, you don't ask for it, you traverse along life's path, and out of nowhere there's this opportunity that presents itself before you, it comes from Allah. If you make most of that opportunity, Allah will keep sending opportunities your way. Because you are someone who makes most of the opportunities that Allah sends your way. And when you turn away the opportunity, you will notice that Allah no longer sends opportunities your way. Because when an opportunity is given to you, you don't make most of that opportunity. Currently, we have an opportunity to help a part of the ummah that is suffering extensively. Very often the opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you is an opportunity in the adversity of another. Very often your prosperity, your prosperity is hidden in the adversity of another. The opportunity that Allah has blessed you with is found in the misfortune and the calamity of another. We do not hope misfortune for anyone. We do not pray that calamity befalls any nation. But whenever a part of this ummah suffers in whichever way and in whichever form, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has opened up the door of opportunity for another part of the ummah. It's what you make of that opportunity. When Allah has opened up a door of opportunity for you, Allah monitors your reaction. How will you react to the, monet- to the opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted you? Right now we have 33 million people of this ummah in Pakistan who are left without basic needs and requirements. 33 million people have no homes to live in. Over a thousand people have died and have drowned over the recent weeks. That creates an opportunity for you and I to earn our prosperity in dunya and akhirah. The adversity that they face, the challenges and the trials and tribulations, unheard of, unimaginable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a different part of the world 
to reach out to them. Wallahu fi awni al-abd ma kana al-abd fi awni akhi. Allah will help you and Allah will continue being with you and Allah will support you as long as you are helping Muslims in another part of the world. The Sahaba radiallahu ta'an whenever they were faced with such an opportunity, the opportunity to give, the opportunity to spend, the opportunity to uplift a suffering part of the ummah, they knew how to make most of that opportunity. On the occasion of Tabuk, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referred to the occasion of Tabuk and the lengthy journey that the Sahaba and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had to undertake to Tabuk. Allah referred to it as Sa'atul Usra in the Quran. لَقَدْ تَابَ اللَّهُ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ وَالْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوهُ فِي سَاعَةِ الْعُسْرَةِ Allah says Allah has given, Allah has forgiven. Allah has accepted the tawbah of the muhajireen, the ansar, and all those who followed them in their time of usrah, in their time of difficulty. That was the sa'atul usrah. It was a really difficult expedition. And a really long journey that they had undertaken. A point came in the journey, Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala, when he was asked to describe that usrah, the difficulty that they, that they were in, he said, a point, there was a point in the journey where we ran out of water and the extreme reach, that the thirst reached such unprecedented levels that whenever we were swallowing our saliva, whatever saliva gathered in our mouth, it was actually cutting our throats. That was the extent of the thirst that they had suffered. Sa'atul Usra. Now look at Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So we have a part of the ummah in Pakistan. You may not know them, you may never see them, you may never meet them, but they are in Sa'atul Usra. They are in a time and a period of difficulty. How are you going to react? How are you going to respond? That's what Allah is monitoring. Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used the masjid member on every occasion to call upon the ummah to donate and to help and to assist and to reach out to different parts of the ummah wherever they were suffering. So Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stood on the member. The hadith of Abdul Rahman ibn Khabbab al-Sulami. Radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says, خطب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فحث على جيش العسرة. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stood on the member and he exhorted the sahaba and he appealed to the sahaba. We are receiving appeals from different organizations, from different individuals, from the people of Pakistan. Appeal after appeal. So Rasul was appealing to the Sahaba. Those who chose to go out and to embark upon the long journey to Tabuk, they had nothing. So they were an army that was in Usrah. They were in difficulty. And they were in anxiety. And they were in distress. And the Prophet called out to the Sahaba to spend on this army, to spend in this moment of difficulty that the Ummah was experiencing. 
Osman ibn Affan radiyallahu ta'ala anhum, he stood up and he says, Ya Rasulullah, alayya mi'atu ba'irin bi'ahlasiha wa aqtabiha. O Nabi of Allah, I have donated a hundred camels from my side, a hundred camels along with the saddles fully laden with supplies. He made most of the opportunity. You and I, what are we going to do? Very often, sometimes the reaction is that we are suffering from fundraising fatigue. Every now and again there's an appeal for a masjid, or there's an appeal for an orphanage, or there's an appeal for a flood-stricken part of the ummah, an earthquake-stricken part of the ummah. And sometimes we feel we are suffering from fundraising fatigue. This is an opportunity that Allah has opened up for you. The message is that very often, remember what Khalid ibn Ma'dan rahimahullah said, that when Allah opens up a door of opportunity for you, you have to get in there. Make most of that opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted you. That opportunity will be taken away from you. And if you don't make, mo- if you don't make the most of the opportunity and you had the ability to do so on this occasion, there might not be another occasion. Allah will divert the opportunity away from you. Give it to somebody else who will make most of the opportunity that comes their way. Rasulullah continued exhorting them and encouraging them to spend in that sa'at al-usra, in that moment of usra and difficulty that they were facing. And again, Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu ta'ala who stood up for a second time. And he says, Ya Rasulullah, alayya mi'atun ukhra bi-ahlasiha wa-aqtabiha. Oh, Nabi of Allah, another hundred camels from my side. Fully saddled, fully laden with all its supplies. The Prophet was so encouraged. The Rasul took one step down from the mimbar. And he continued exhorting and encouraging the Sahaba for a third time. Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu ta'ala who stood in the masjid of the Prophet three times. He made most of every opportunity. There were three appeals that were made. The very same appeal directed to the very same audience. Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu ta'ala who saw every appeal of the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a separate opportunity for him to earn his akhirah. For the third time, Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu ta'ala who says, Alayya mi'atu ba'irin bi'ahlasiha wa'aqtabiha ya Rasulullah. O Nabi of Allah, another hundred camels from my side. Three hundred fully saddled, fully laden with all the supplies. Uthman radiallahu ta'ala who donated it. Make most of the opportunity that comes your way. Very often, your prosperity lies in the adversity of another. Your prosperity lies in the adversity of another. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was so impressed by the generosity of Uthman ibn Affan because he came, he came to the front and he, he offered his assistance at a time when they needed it most. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made his famous statement about Uthman. He says, مَا عَلَىٰ Uthman مَا عَمِلَ بَعْدَ هَذَا Whatever Uthman does after this, radiallahu ta'ala, whatever he does after this will never harm him in any way. He has secured his akhirah. 
His Jannah is secured. There is no need for him to carry out any other good action to earn his Jannah. And then on top of that, what did Uthman radiallahu ta'ala do? He then went home. He went home. The riwayah says of Abdurrahman ibn Samura radiallahu ta'ala he says, Ja'a Uthman ila nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bi alfi dinarin fi thawbih. He came, he went home, he gathered a thousand gold coins, a thousand dinars. Never did he feel that I have done my bit. If you have already given for the people of Pakistan and Allah has given you the ability to give more, then give more. He went home on top of that. Uthman, of the Prophet says, Uthman does not have to do anything beyond what he has done. He has done enough. But he goes to the house and opportunity. He goes to the house and he brings a thousand gold coins. And he comes and pours it in front of the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verse on this occasion. وَلَا يُنْفِقُونَ نَفَقَةً صَغِيرَةً وَلَا كَبِيرَةً وَلَا يَقْطَعُونَ وَادِيًا إِلَّا كُتِبَ لَهُمْ لِيَجْزِيَهُمُ اللَّهُ أَحْسَنَ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Allah says whatever they spent, whatever they spent, whether it was a small amount, if there's five rand that you can give, give that five rand. If ten rand is all you can give, give the ten rand. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says whether it was a large amount that they had spent, that they had spent for the cause when the ummah was in usrah, when the ummah was in difficulty, subhanallah, they are experiencing untold distress and anxiety. Yesterday we met with an association and they said the need of the hour right now are those hundreds of women who need to give birth. There are hundreds of women in inaccessible parts of Pakistan who are giving birth in that condition and in that situation. Usra. It's Sa'atul Usra. They are going through that moment of difficulty, distress and anxiety. Always make dua that Allah use me to alleviate the suffering of the next person. Use me to be a source of happiness. Let me be a source of joy. Let me be a source of comfort for the ummah. Why? Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked, ahabbu ilallah? O Nabi of Allah, tell me, which is the deed that Allah loves the most? Which is the deed that is most pleasing to Allah? Which is the greatest deed in the sight of Allah? Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِذْخَالُ السُّرُورِ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِ أَخِيكَ الْمُسْلِمِ To bring happiness and joy to the heart of another Muslim. And the immediate effect of that, the immediate repercussion, the immediate outcome of that, is Allah will allow you to enjoy happiness in your life. You'll experience happiness already in your home, in your family, in your heart. Your heart will be filled with happiness. When you bring happiness to the hearts of others for the sake of Allah, then the Prophet ﷺ gave us certain examples how you can bring happiness to the lives of the others. Of others. The Prophet ﷺ said, you provided a garment for him to cover his nakedness. How many of them are left with absolutely nothing? Nothing. One garment to cover the nakedness. 
a meal to satisfy his hunger, the Prophet said. Or fulfill any need that he has. Any need that he has. It will bring joy to the heart. You do not know. And you don't have to know. Which child will be fed with the money that you sent to Pakistan? Which lady will be clothed? Her nakedness will be clothed. She's concerned about covering her body. She has lost everything. You do not know which woman or which man in that part of the world will be clothed with your donation. And that will bring them joy and they will make a dua for you and Allah will answer that dua and it will be a means of your success in dunya and akhirah. Making most of the opportunity. Very often, your prosperity lies in the adversity of another. Abu Dahdah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, when the verse of the Quran was revealed, Man dalladhi yuqridullaha qarndan hasana, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exhorts the believers to spend of the wealth that they have. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses a unique expression. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, who is there who will forward a loan to Allah, a handsome loan to Allah. Abu Dahdah radiallahu ta'ala, when he heard this verse, he came to the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he says, Ya Rasul Allah, inna Allah yastaqriduna wa huwa ghaniyun anil qard. Let me understand this, O Nabi of Allah. Allah is asking us for a loan, but Allah is independent of our wealth. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Naam yuridu ayyudkhilakum al-jannah bihi. Allah is asking you for a loan. And he wants to give you paradise in return. Now when he heard this, he says, there's an opportunity for me to earn paradise. Jannah, I can earn jannah. There's the opportunity. So, he's now negotiating and bargaining with the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Khalas, the Prophet says, I'll get Jannah if I do this. I need to forward a loan to Allah, and in return Allah gives me Jannah. Now the negotiation starts. The Prophet is the agent. He's acting as the agent. The transaction is between Abu Dahdah and Allah. So then Abu Dahdah says, فَإِنِّي, O Nabi of Allah, let's clarify. فَإِنِّي إِنْ أَقْرَضْتُ رَبِّي قَرْضًا يَضْمَنْ لِي بِهِ وَلِصِبْيَةِ الدَّحْدَاحَ مَعِيَ الْجَنَّةِ O Nabi of Allah, we are about to conclude the deal, but one last aspect I need to clarify with you. If I extend a loan to Allah, if I forward a loan to Allah, am I guaranteed Jannah not only for myself, but for my wife and kids as well? The Prophet wasallam said, Naam, yes, done. Deal done. He says, Oh Nabi of Allah, let us sign the deal. For now, will me yadak, give me your hand. What is he prepared to give? He says, Oh Nabi of Allah, inna li hadiqatayn, ihdahuma bisafila, wal ukhra bil aliyah, wallahi la amliku ghayrahuma, kad jaltuhuma qardan lillahi ta'ala. Oh Nabi of Allah, I have two large orchards. The one is situated in the lower part of Medina, the other in the upper part of Medina. Both these orchards, and O Nabi of Allah, I take a custom in the name of Allah, I do not possess any other asset. I have surrendered both of them as a loan to Allah. Go home after Jumu'ah and tell your wife, you've given away 
that prized asset of yours. You might not have lunch today. In fact, you might not have lunch for the rest of your life. So the Prophet ﷺ is impressed by him. Subhanallah. And he says, Abu Dahda, let's do this. Hold on to one. Keep the one. It will be a source of income for you and your family. The other one, give it to Allah. What does he say, O Nabi of Allah? The better of the two is for Allah. I'm not going to compromise. The better of the two, I've given it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He leaves. He has to convey this news to his wife and his children. Where is his wife and his children right now? They are in that same orchard that he had just given away. And he doesn't want to step into the orchard because it no longer belongs to him. It belongs to Allah. So he stands outside the orchard, orchard and he shouts out to his wife, Ummah Dahta, and he says, Ya Ummah Dahta, leave the orchard. I've given it as a loan to Allah. Allah has given us Jannah in return. How does she respond? Now look at commonality and interest. She turns to him and she shouts out and she says, What an amazing deal. You have struck the most lucrative deal with Allah. I could not, I could not have asked for more. My husband, you have, you have concluded the best deal ever for us. And the kids are there in the garden and she starts taking out dates from their mouth. These dates no longer belong to us. And she, she takes out the dates that they have in their pockets and she dusts out the dates and immediately the family together, commonality in interest. Commonality and interest. Get everyone on board. Get your wife on board. Get your children on board. There's commonality and interest. We are doing this to secure something in Akhirah. Have a greater objective. The purpose and the objective of why Allah has placed the next person is in, in your life is so that you may introduce that person to Allah. It is the primary objective of the relationship that you share with the next person, but unfortunately it's the most unspoken objective. This is an opportunity. We're speaking about making most of opportunities. Use this opportunity to introduce them to Allah. To teach them how to use their wealth to secure Akhirah. The entire family, they turn their back on that orchard and they walk away from that orchard. When Rasulullah heard of how this entire family surrendered their most prized asset to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for paradise in return, Rasul said, Kam min idqin Allah alone knows what palaces and what orchards Dahdah and his family will enjoy in paradise. I conclude with the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created paradise with his special care. Jannatu adn. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dalla fiha thimaraha wa shakka fiha anharaha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed the fruits of paradise to hang. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed the rivers of paradise to gush forth. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to paradise, Takallimi, speak. Allah gave paradise and jannah the ability to speak. Faqalat, it spoke. And what did it say? Qad mu'minun. How fortunate are the believers who will enter into me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then said to paradise, وَعِزَّتِي وَجَلَالِي لَا يُجَاوِرُنِي فِيكَ بَخِيلٌ Oh Jannah, I take a qasam on my grandeur that a miser will never come into you. 
As-sakhiyu qareebun min Allah. The Prophet says the generous one is close to Allah. Qareebun min al-jannah. You are generous, you are close to paradise. Qareebun min al-nas. You are close to the people. The people love you because of this quality of generosity within you. Let us not stop making dua for the people of Pakistan, especially at this time, and for the people around the world, the Muslim ummah around the world. Very often you hear people saying, all we can do is make dua. We can only make dua. What, what do you mean you can only make dua? Allah has left you with the most powerful means, dua. It's more powerful than any, anything else. Very often people say, Ah, we can, we can only make dua now. What do you mean we can only make dua? أَتَهْزَأُ بِالدُّعَاءِ وَتَزْدَرِيهِ وَمَا تَدْرِي بِمَا صَنَعَ الدُّعَاءُ Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah says, Do you trivialize dua? Do you trivialize dua? You haven't understood the power that lies in dua. Make a dua. Make a dua for those children, for those women, for the men of Pakistan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alleviate their sufferings. Da'watul Muslim li'akhihi an dhahri ghayb mustajaba. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says the dua that you make in the absence of another Muslim is guaranteed answered by Allah. You don't know. Who will benefit through that dua? You do not have to know. You might never know. But wallahi, that dua that you make is a means of the alleviation of hunger, suffering and poverty in the life of others that are suffering. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the understanding. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the ability to make most of the opportunities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides us with. Wa akhiru na'wana alhamdulillah rabbil alameen.